Good evening, Kabasi families, and welcome to another Kabasi Evening Fireside podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers are not in their beds. The sun is going down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning, before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table, and they are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your Blue Sheet Report about what did happen today. And man, it is big day. We'll get to that in a second. Just in case you were wondering, today was the second in a row of the most amazing Maine summer weather ever. And it was sunny and gorgeous and 80 degrees. And it's a little cloudy now as we are wrapping up the evening's activities. But it's still grayed out. It's got that nice, cool feeling. And the boys are just electrified for a number of reasons, and I'll get to that in a second. But it has been and will continue to be the most lovely weather. Perfectly timed for our Phase 3. Things are really coming together, and it's very exciting. You probably can hear some noise behind me or under me, as they say in radio. And uh, that is all because this entire camp is at a fever pitch, and soon you're going to hear a whole bunch of cheering and yelling and we're just going to record it right over the top of that because it's pretty fun for you to hear what's happening outside my window as we record Um, but again more on that in just a second two days ago we had a visitor from griff's past his name was mickey sanders and he showed up in a limousine and he was wearing all kinds of ppe he was decked out in a full hazmat suit with mask and uh, glasses and the protective glasses. And Griff had given him a Kavasi hat. You probably may have saw him pop up in the pictures. And so Mickey stood up and he and Griff go all the way back to the days of Tomahawk. And he told some stories about what it was like back at Tomahawk. And the boys asked him the occasional question. And then he got back in his, um, in his limousine and left. And... The boys were sure that in some way Mickey Sanders was linked to the break and that that would mean everybody was about to to start tribal games and they couldn't wait. And then nothing happened. He just got back in his car and left. You'll see those pictures, or you have seen those pictures already up, and there was a, a visit, and then that was it. And uh, and they had a normal day, and everybody came ha- came up to me all excited. And I know when travel games is going to break. It's going to break this day. It's going to break tomorrow. It's going to break tonight at dinner. It's going to break lots and lots of, uh, shall we call them, um, harebrained theories about what this meant. And, you know, this was next to the calendar, so this couldn't possibly be the right timing for this. This must be a fake event. So travel games is going to happen at this time, all with the most excitement you can imagine. Imagine some... Someone talking about their coming birthday. Imagine that. That's how they were talking about it. And this morning, there was a whole blue sheet, and it said all kinds of stuff. It said there was going to be a Kaaba Choice Day today, and there was going to be lots of choice, and there was going to be cool stuff like nature hikes with yours truly, and cooking with Lewis, and tennis, open tennis for everybody, and water skiing, and the flying squirrel, and all kinds of stuff. And the boys got ready to, they had breakfast, and then they were going to sign up for their Cabo choices, and they, they got back over to the triangle. Wouldn't you know it, but Mickey Sanders's limousine pulled back up, and all the boys were sort of puzzled. The older ones were smiling to themselves. This had to be it, right? And you can hear what sounds like, I think the stag's going off behind me, so... I guess that sort of tells my story, but 
But basically, what happened was the limo pulls up, and Mickey Sanders gets out, and he said that he's got some family just down the lake, and he wanted to introduce them, and one by one, different figures got out of the limousine, also wearing hazmat suits, also decked out with orange gloves and booties. And then the last figure gets out of the limousine, and he's enormous, like bigger than most humans most people see maybe 375 pounds and immediately everyone realizes that they're all looking at Danny Damon our head of football who is a gentle mountain of a man and some little tiny voice goes that's Danny and everyone laughs and Danny rips open his shirt to reveal a green t-shirt at the same moment that a few of the other chiefs do the same and then bam it's the the song, Eye of the Tiger, and then a cannon blast, but the kids could barely hear the cannon blast. I have seen a lot of breaks. This group of boys ran down the road so fast, you would have thought that they were trying to escape a tsunami. It was so fast. They didn't hear anything. They didn't hear the music. They didn't hear the cannons. They were already in the Cabodome before we could get anywhere near them, and they were inside, banging on the walls, and you're going to hear a whole bunch of the chants and cheers they were doing in the found sound here in between the first and second half of this podcast but they were so excited and continue to be and because it was finally upon us after all of the year and all of the stuff we all went through now we can have a full-blown tribal games and and it's just here and we, we got through all the testing and all the potting and all the everything and now it's this big joyful jubilee written in four colors the the yellow the green the blue and the orange of the the, the bears, the stags, the owls, and the eagles. So, normal separation. Everybody gets excited. The, the team lists are on the wall. Everybody's running around. There's, they're hugging their friends who are on the same team as them. The air is thick with, with hollers and pounding on the walls. Every so often, one of the Sachin boys will just start banging on the Kavadon walls, which are aluminum, so they're they're very loud, and they're just, it's, it's like a drum you can stand in. And then we get to the point where it's time to call out the seniors in the Sachem, and it's just a special moment because the Sachem, you know, there's two sets for the, for the biggest first session we've ever had, two sets of Sachem, so much good leadership, so much good spirit, so much good-heartedness, and they're ready to have their moment. And they, they get in a big circle, and we announce them, and they run off to their, you'll see these in the pictures, they run off to their team, and they get swept up in their brother's arms, and lots of, let's go, and yeah, all kinds of yelling and screaming and jumping. There, it's just a fever pitch, and then Griff gets up, and he, he speaks to everyone at the same time about about sportsmanship and how he expects them to try to win and equip themselves well on the field of battle, but they should do it with grace. And then it's off. We're off. We're off to Tribal Games. And here is your Blue Sheet Report about day one of Tribal Games 41, schedule of events. The teams were announced around 9 o'clock. We had a series of meetings right after that. The Eagles were at the Sand Volleyball Court, the Bears at the North End Zone, the Owls at Bluey Field, the Stags at the Bluey Field Outfield. Uh, and then the judges, that's the red team, met in the dining hall. They assembled at the flagpole, and I, I read them what I always read them, Kabasi families, and it is my favorite small speech by one of my favorite presidents, Theodore Roosevelt. I'm a big fan of the national park system. And he had this to say about 
critics and competitors. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong person stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs instead to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends themselves in a worthy cause who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at worst if they fail at least fails while daring greatly so that their place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat your boys are going to meet with victory and defeat in in large helpings in the next five days cobbacy families here is some of that right now Staff relay started at 10.45. The first round, the first tournament round, was Bears versus Eagles and Owls versus Stags. The Rovers had combined soccer kick. The preps, which is the Rovers are second, third, and fourth graders. The preps are some fourth graders and fifth graders. They had Gaga. The middies are some fifth graders and sixth graders. They had climbing, archery, and darts. The minters are some sixth graders and seventh graders. They had handball, and the sachers are... All of the Sachem, plus a few of the seniors, and they had volleyball. Then we had our silent lunch. That's right. Lunches are silent. And then Staff Awesome Ball, which is the game that Tom Donahue invented here at Camp Cravacy. Then there is team time, where the, the teams start working on their shields and their songs and their skits and their cheers and all the rest of it. Then there's a second tournament round, where the Rovers played t-ball, the preps played modified volleyball, the middies had a track meet. The minters had combined baseball throw. And the satyrs also had a track meet. Then there is a chief's challenge. And you can hear the cheering behind me. And then there is a silent dinner. Team time. Another tournament round. The rovers had tugs of war. The preps had climbing archery and darts. The middies had gaga. The minters had a swim meet. The satyrs had tennis. I actually made a mistake. Both times I said gaga, that was actually soccer. Because the deluge that happened two days ago had our Gaga pits, walls cave in. We just rebuilt them today, so we'll have Gaga switching with soccer. And right now, just starting, is staff volleyball with everyone watching under the lights. You're going to hear some cheers as we go through the rest of this podcast. But it is on! We are so excited. Day one of Tribal Games is drawing to a close with the exciting event of staff volleyball, as you can hear. And tomorrow is day two, and we're going to report from this, this, this podcast, but also you'll be getting an email just a few minutes that has the team members and the names and so on. But I want to introduce you to your chiefs. The chief of the Bears is Jason Brockman. He is a Cobbacy, uh, one of Cobbacy's sons. He was a camper here for many, many years and a member of a dynastic family, the Brockman family. Danny Damon is our head of football, and he's leading the Stags. Alyssa Dagsmel, who many of you have interacted with online and on, on the phone over the year, over the years, the last two years, is the the chief of the owls. And Brendan Oren, a beloved Cobbacy staff member for four years, uh, became the chief of the Eagles. These were elections that got these people these spots. We did not select them, the boys did, and they are gonna be great chiefs. They are very different from each other in personality and tactics. Uh, but they're awesome, and it's very close. It's very close right now. It's very very cool how the different paths are taking them to 
a very tight race. And so in the break, you're going to hear a whole lot of found sound. You can hear more behind me. And then we'll get to what I saw today. It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Camp Cavasi, and each day I make it out of the office into the breeze and sunlight of Cavasi itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, and sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's just marvelous one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy. Those are my favorite times. This is what I saw today. I mean, it's here. It's been two years, Cavasi families, and we are in the middle of tribal games, and you really couldn't beat the excitement. The weather is cooperating. We are in phase three of our of our COVID protocols, and you can just see it on everyone's faces. This is exactly what they were hoping it would be like, and it is like that. It is like, I don't know what. It's like getting what you asked for Christmas for Christmas, or for Hanukkah, or for whatever, and it is just so excited. It's like watching people uh, have their best dreams come true. They are smiling at each other. They are being extremely sportsmanlike. They are absolutely throwing down on the field of play. You can see it in little ways. Uh, today, the, the Cavasi thing is such an interesting balance between fierce competition and jocular, happy brotherhood. And you, it literally changes by the second. And the gear shift is one of the coolest things about this place, I think. For example, I was watching the track meet today, and there was the Sachers track meet and the, uh, the Minters track meet. And these are boys who are now friends, they, or, or in the case of the Sachem and the Sachers have been friends for years and years and years. They get up to the line and they are laughing and, you know, sort of jostling each other and joking. And then James or Jonesy is like, okay, this is how this race is going to work. And their faces change completely. And they get ready to go. 
and they dig in their cleats, and then the whistle blows, and they are off, and they are flying down the football field or down the road or wherever they're racing, and they explode into this form where you just see a boy sprinting through the summer air, and they're not joking around. They're all about it. And then the end of the race, the end of the race happens, and it's just like someone flipped a switch. It's back to the same, you know, high-fiving the guys who came in third and fourth, cheering for their friends, running back to their group to be to launch themselves into the pod of boys who are cheering and staff who are cheering for them, and it's just the best. It's it's very fun to be out amongst the competition today, and to see all of our values at play in real time all with lurid t-shirt colors, you know, marking their way around Cavasi's physical plant. If I could paint for you the story, the picture right now, it looks like 200 Skittles are watching a volleyball game. There's a couple, you can hear the whistles of the judge behind me, and there's these two staff in red shirts, and everybody else is just watching their staff, you know, compete. And as soon as something good happens, they'll all explode. But sometimes... Even if something good happens for the other team, and it's awesome, everybody will just cheer for that. And we're in that space now. Your boys are far away from screens. They're far away from from four walls and isolation. They're in the full gravitational pull of this competition, and it feels great to be doing it. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for Boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight <laughs> at some point. With steady counselors watching over them, nodding off, very tired, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. Yeah.